Uh, it's a great day. Thank you for uh, joining us on this broadcast. Uh, it's another great day. Wherever you're at, I hope it's great, but it's great here in Jesus' name. So welcome you, and I welcome the Holy Spirit to minister to all of us today, and not only you to hear, but me to hear too, because I speak this word boldly. It goes into my heart as well. I've been talking about that some. So I've been kicking off the, a series here, and I've been uh, focusing on several things uh, but uh, one of those is the empowerment in the Word. So let me back up just a minute here, and I'm going to share something I have not shared before that I know of, and it's a word that I believe I got in April of, uh, I believe, 2017. I wrote this down in my journals. Uh, I've encouraged uh, each one of you that I speak to in person whether to get a journal of some kind. You know, I I jokingly say, look, they're about 80 cents, at, you know, that kind of a store, maybe a dollar, but you can get a journal, but do something. Start writing down your scriptures. And when, when you're listening to a teacher or somebody like myself, uh, you should learn to write down those scriptures. You should really open your Bible and look at them too. Uh, faith comes by hearing, but also we find out in the Word of God that it's all involved. It's got to do with our hearing, it's got to do with our eyes, and it's got to do with our heart. And so we want those things to all be working in your life this day. Uh, I felt this word came to me briefly uh, in 2017, went back to my old journals, and it's like marching orders. I said, what, do you, what, what is it that I'm called to do? And you know, in, in a preface of this, sometimes people say, well, um, I make comments, well, uh, I'm not a pastor. Uh, that means that's a specific calling. That's a specific calling of a shepherd to a certain flock. When I say that, people say, oh, you mean you're not approved by some board of somebody that says you can preach? No, that's nothing to do with it at all. There's a great commission that's involved here. There's several callings, gifts and callings. But here's what I believe I'm called to do. And I'm sharing this today uh, uh, so you have an idea of where we're going, and it helps you think about if you uh, fit into the things that I'm bringing forth, if they'll minister to you and enhance your life. And I believe this is what I heard from the Lord. Uh, number one, I believe I'm, I'm called to raise up an army of believers. Now, you know, we throughout the Bible, it talks about warfare, talks about uh, you know, I remember an old, a song back in Sunday school, I think somebody said, uh, onward Christian soldiers marching us to war and so on. Joel talks about the mighty army. God's saying it's time to raise up an army of believers, an army of conquerors, an army of people that, that are going somewhere. Now that may not be you, that may not be something you're challenged to do, and that's fine. But there's others of you, you're wanting to know how to fight this good fight of faith. You're wanting to know how to move forward. You're interested not only in the political things that are involved in our nation. You're not only involved in those, those we know there's an enemy to many things going on uh, in our own nation and in your nation. And you want to know how to fight those effectively. So that's raising up an army. Uh, and that's the number one. Number two is to empower those people. You know, I, I back up here on the army, there's two things that I thought of. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a combat veteran. I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, I actually, uh, that's maybe not my glory, but at the same time, I, I'm a trained soldier. Well, one of the first things I had to learn was discipline. 
The second thing I had to learn as a leader was how to discipline others. So when I bring forth these things, that's the idea. We need to learn to be disciplined. And we want to be disciplined by the Word of God. You know, if God is telling us to do something and we see it in the Word, then we subscribe to that. We say, well, I've got to do some changing here in my life. I want to be trained. I want to be in this fight. But more than that, I want to win. I want to be in the winner's circle. How many want to be in the winner's circle? I do uh, not just not just so much in uh, you know how I get to heaven and how many rewards the crowns I don't know necessarily about that uh, but what I do know it's a here and now and as a father and a grandfather and even a great grandfather I'm interested in empowering not only you that God has called me to, but also my own family. Uh, the other thing is to heal them. If you're going to raise an army, they have to be whole. You know, when when Moses brought the people out of the uh, children of, of uh, out of uh, children of Israel out of Egypt, uh, what did he do? The Bible says he healed them all. He didn't leave any behind. He said there were no sick among them. Why? He raised them up. Don't you know as slaves there were a lot of them were lame and beat up and tired and sore and all that stuff. But when, when God raised them up and they got a hold of that and they followed the Lord, guess what? He healed them all. How many want to be healed today? You know, well, amen, you can be healed today. Uh, you, but uh, restoration, some of you need restoring. You need, you need to be raised up and restored. But the other thing is to prosper. God wants you to prosper today. So this is an outline. This is what I believe I'm called to do. Is that fair? Uh, so if you're called, if you uh, subscribe to that, then just stay with me because uh, we're going to go through this one at a time. Now, if, when we talk about raising up army, the next thing was to empower them. Remember that scripture that I started out with uh, about three times ago? And you should write this scripture down. You shouldn't just listen and say, oh, Gary, that's good preaching. No, you should get this in your heart because if in, in the empowerment in Ephesians 6.10, and this is an amplified version, I realize that. Some people say, well, you're adding to it. No, I'm not. If you don't know this already, uh, in the Greek language, you can't take one word and turn it into English. It takes several. Same with Hebrew. And so here we go. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which is boundless might provides. See, that gives you, a, a, that adds a different dimension to strengthen your life. It adds a dimension that's not all about you and how strong you are. It's how strong you allow the Lord to be through you. How do you get there? Well, we talk about the Word of God. We talk about confession of the Word of God. We talk about the covenants that God have laid out for us. And so we talk about those things as we have a desire to feed on those and get them into our hearts, guess what? There's a strength that comes forth. And you know, here it says at the end of that, Draw your strength from him, that strength which has boundless might. And I've talked about them, some of that before. See, there's no limit to God. And there's no limit to what he can do through you either. It's a, it's a boundless, boundless uh, impartation if you allow it to happen. Will it happen in a couple minutes? No, probably not. Might take a few years. For me, I've been in this word for 40-some years. Sandy and I have been in this for over 40 years uh, growing on it, building on it, allowing God to work through us. Now, Philippians 4.13, as a, as a follow-up on that same concept, uh, here's a, uh, a, a prescription of confession for you. I have strength for all things in Christ 
who empowers me. See, we're empowered through Christ. That's the anointing. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. I'm empowered through that anointing, and you are too. If you, you just start saying it, I'm empowered through my union with him. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Do you know what infusion means? That means as you draw on that strength, you, you bring forth that word of God, you allow it to operate in your, your life, all of a sudden there's something down deep gets into you. You know, people have medical infusions. I don't even know how they work, but, but they, they hook you up to something and they force things into your body. Let's just say it that way. I know that's a country boy trying to explain infusions, but it, it, when I see that infusion, I say, you know, God's able through his word to just bring things into us that we don't even understand and don't have to understand. We just have to believe it and receive it, glory to God. So it's an inner strength that he brings into us and then I'm self-sufficient in Christ's efficiency. Uh, I never get I never get tired of those particular confessions. I never get tired of those. Why? Because every time I confess those, I feel something building in me that makes me stronger and ready ready for the task, ready for the the, the things, the challenges that will come forth. So anyway, how are we doing so far? I pray God will be, get that really in, into you right now. So there's an empowerment that takes place in this word. Let's see if I go through these notes here. You know, I talked about covenants. Well, we draw on those. I won't go into all this wordy stuff that maybe you wouldn't understand exactly if I said it. But if you, if you go back to Noah and then you, you start there and I'm going to read that covenant. I want you to get this. Uh, For though the mountains shall depart and the hills be shaken or removed... Yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Now, you say, well, that was Noah. Yeah, but he was speaking to you. Noah was my grandpa, wasn't he? I mean, a lot of generations, trust me. But at the same time, you see, if he spoke it to Noah, we can, we can have that. The Bible declares we can receive that. And let me talk about that peace and completeness. There's a word shalom. That there's shalom has a couple different meanings, but the primary one there is that peace and completeness, and it means a wholeness, a healing, a wellness, and a prosperity. People say, well, doesn't God want you poor? Well, not, not my God doesn't want me poor, doesn't want you poor either. He wants you to be whole and healed. He wants you prosperous. He wants the whole person. He's interested in your whole person, not just part of you. You know, I, I know religion gets off there somewhere, and it's, it's just crazy how people start believing that to be really, really uh, cool, you've got to be poor. Well, it's never taught in the New Testament ever. It's never taught in these covenants. When, when he began to talk about Abraham after Noah, then he talked about a blessing of Abraham that had come on the Gentiles. And that's another scripture. You ought to open up your Bible and look at Galatians uh, chapter 3. Uh, because this is foundation stuff. And I, I believe if you just open up your Bible now, write it down at least, Galatians, find it. Some of you don't know all about where these, I didn't know at one time either which end of the Bible is ill. Some of you almost have it memorized, but some don't. Anyway, in uh, chapter 3 of Galatians, and it says, if you be, Abraham, if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 
Is that pretty simple? You make Jesus the Lord of your life. Bible even talks about being engrafted into the body of Christ. We're engrafted in the family of God. Whatever that means for you, that means we're engrafted into the prosperity of it. We're we're engrafted in all the blessings that he pronounced over Abraham and several people in between. So, you know, that's not real deep, but now let's talk about that prosperity. How do you get prosperous? Well, first of all, you have to believe it. You have to believe in it. You know, Sandy and I have prospered mightily. I mean, we've been through a lot of things. We had to grow in the Word. We had to learn some things. And I, I had this thought a few days ago, and I'm just going to say it. Here's how it is. You know, we're in ministry. We, we are, you know, we have nonprofit and all that stuff. But uh, I don't look to people as my source. You know, we give and we tithe and we believe God for prosperity. And you know what? Over time, it doesn't matter if somebody gave to us or not. It's always nice when they do to the ministry because we use that money for a lot of things. But you know what? God blesses us anyway. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's like, you know, some preachers think their whole source is the congregation or whatever. We don't look at it that way. We just keep getting involved in God's finances, at giving and receiving and, and confessing our prosperity over them. We stop. We don't let the devil steal from us and, and so on. I just had a little nugget I want to put out there because people say oh are you one of those that's always asking for money you've never heard me ask for money not on a podcast or broadcast or anything else why because God is our source and our supplier and that's the first thing you need to know about prosperity uh, you know if you're if you're given a tither and just open up your heart to it build your faith you'll have an abundance for every good work and charitable donation you'll have an abundance you not only that you'll be able to pay your bills <laughs> you know in this day and age uh, a lot of things going on in our finances well you know we we'd like to have a great big bank account but sometimes it's uh, how about food for the table you know i'm 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 not so far out there that i don't understand what it means <clears throat> to be uh without money sandy and i've been through some tough times financially through all these years but we never gave up on the lord so am i going anywhere with that i hope so because i'm telling you something it's the key to prosperity if you if you're not a giver that may be why you don't have any money you got to give to somebody i didn't say you gave to us because that's not where I, that's not the reason for this message the reason for the message is to realize it's god's will for you to prosper third john 2 beloved i wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So he said, so here we are. We're bringing forth the word of God. What's that doing? It's going in your ear. It's building your soul. It's building your soul. It's doing a renewing of how you think. That's what it's all about, the soul. It's how you think. Because how you think is what will prepare you, propel you, uh, pro, I didn't say it very well, propel you into the future of, of prosperity. Does everybody want to be there? No, probably not. But, that, but you do. Somebody's listening right now that wants to get a hold of this. So let, let's keep going here and see if I've got some word that will bring some more of that forth. So um, it, it gets down to um, a, a lot of things. Uh, but, you know, in uh, another place in John 14, 27, talks about peace. And Jesus is saying this. He said, my peace I leave with you. Well, you say, well, peace. Well, that means calmness. Well, it can't. Yeah, that too. But that kind of peace is a wholeness peace. Prosperity. He wants you to prosper. Am I beating that too much? No, I'm not. Because I have a feeling right now, no matter where you're at, 
uh, in this life, you could handle, you could use some finances. You could use a little help here. You could little, use a little confidence. And you see, if you just kind of, sometimes it's how you look at things. And if you really take this and you stop after, after you hear this message and you looked at the Lord sometime to say, God, are you my financier? I remember Sandy years ago, we were going through a struggle. We kind of young in ministry and we had business going. You know, we're, we're, we're business people too. I don't make any bones about that. Uh, whatever God puts in front of us, we're going to go after it. That's just who we are. But I remember it was kind of tough out there. She'd heard this good preacher many, many years ago uh, went out and, and he'd say, God, you're my financier, or Jesus, you're my financier. Sandy went out uh, somewhere out in the yard, somewhere out in the field, and she said, Jesus, you're my financier. Well, you know, by doing that, what did she do with her mouth? She set her heart towards the Lord. And she said, I'm depending on you. God loves that. He loves it when you do that because he, he is there for your peace, your wholeness, uh, your prosperity. Not only that, he's there for your healing. You know, recently we've had some, uh, had some things going on with that. We've had many, many people get a hold of this uh, in, in, in your bodies. You know, the fact that God wants to heal you. Well, you know what says, uh, you know, among all these things, there's always that wholeness, that healing, the prosperity. It's all through the Old Testament. It's all through the New Testament. And then, uh, you know, you talk to a Christian and say, well, uh, do, do you want to be healed? And then sometimes they'll say, well, if it's God's will. Well, Jesus never said it wasn't his will to heal. The, the word of God, God said, I'm the God that healeth thee. I will withhold no good thing from those that, I, that are, are pleasing to him, which is his his children uh, so he would hold nothing to you but you have to open your heart that's what my point is today hey you want to be part of this army you've got to get some of that religious thinking behind you and and stop thinking poor you know because that's kind of the typical thing and I've heard people say well I can't give because I'm poor well you're gonna stay poor too you gotta to give something I told people sometimes give a pencil give something you know start opening up your heart to a, a, a and the other thing you can do as far as giving start praying for people when they're sick Start praying for the people that are sick. Get your heart going out, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is something that's bothered me for a long time. I see Christians that are loaded with this word. They know all this stuff. They could preach this same sermon probably better, ten times better than me. But, but they're afraid of their own shadows. They're afraid to minister life to other people. They, they would never lay hands on the sick and ask, ask for healing for them. Now, I've got a little rough right there, I know, but that, that's just something even I can't understand it because it's so easy when you believe and then you begin to impart that belief to others. Uh, you know, uh, it just kind of gets to be a way of life for Sandy and I. We want to be there and they, God, they, people say, well, that's who, you, you know, you're this or you're that. No, it's, it's, it's just there's something about a giving heart. And I didn't know I'd get into this today at all. I didn't. But a giving heart can be involved with not only finances, but it's, it, it opens up things for you and you begin to care for others. That's what the army of God is supposed to look like. Not a, just a bunch of individuals out there doing their own thing, getting all the, you know, me and my house and me and, you know, however that's said, I don't know, but it's, 
but it's like, yeah, I, I put a lot of stress on covering my family. There's no question about it. You listen to my words, my preaching and teaching, whatever it is. You'll hear me talk about my family a lot because I'm, I stand over my family and I protect them with the word of God and with my faith. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm interested in others. I want you to be that way too. I tell you, your whole world will open up to you if you begin to see that. You'll begin to see that anything you can give, but, but don't misunderstand me, finances has to do with money or what God has done for us uh, by giving and receiving uh, much favor. And that's one of the great things about the Abraham covenant. He, he gave many, many favors and we walk in those favors, whether people joke about it, you know, parking favor or whatever it is. But, you know, I was on a journey just recently, uh, and this is going to sound really small. But I'm on a journey. I had to take a, a little journey uh, uh, just recently. Well, I, I'm going, it's getting kind of late at night, and I'm calling the hotel looking for a good rate. And I finally call this hotel. It's going to be in my route. And, and uh, I told them, uh, you know, I... I, I need a room just for me and and so on and what's the best rate well the very best rate for you you know considering everything I told him is such and such an amount I said okay well maybe maybe uh maybe they'll find a better one but I was kind of joking and I arrived there about an hour later it's about midnight this young man at the counter said oh I remember talking to you he said you know what I'm going to give you another $25 off of that room I didn't ask for that Guess what? It's favor. I get up in the morning and I, I've got a, a car and it said I have a low tire. So I, I said, geez, if, if this is a new car I, I'd gotten. And, and I thought, well, I, I, I don't have a, a, a tire gauge. This is going to sound kind of simple, isn't it? I don't have a tire gauge, but uh, gosh, I, and I tried to find one, went to the gas station and going to fill up. They don't have one. I'm, I got my hose in the tank, and this, this older man got out of his pickup. He said, sir, do you need a tire gauge? And I said, well, I do. I'd like to borrow that. No, he said, I'm giving it to you. Uh, and and uh, I don't know if he said something, he, what, what about it, but he said, I'm just going to give it to you. Well, do you think that's a big deal? Well, I do, because what? God's will was all over that his favor was all over that things i hadn't even asked for we could write a book on the things that god has done for us uh with that favor and you know what it's all got to do with believing god that's all got to do with the things that happen we start walking with him you know the bible says in romans 10 9 and 10 that that if you uh Believe in your heart and say with your mouth that Jesus raised from the dead, you shall be saved. I mean, it's bringing the fact that it's what we say, what gets into our heart, out of the mouth of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And some of those things are what I want to bring forth to you. And, you know, here in James 21, and I'll close with this, it says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive the, the meekness with meekness receive this the implanted word which is able to save your souls or contains the power to save your souls how you think when we're talking about saving souls the implanted word james talks about here has the power to save your soul 
What is the soul? It's our mind, will, and emotions. It's how we think. It's how we proceed. It's how we gather up this Word of God. We start thinking differently. It changes our thinking because when that happens, we start and we change what's coming out of our mouth. It goes into our heart, and guess what? Changes our heart. And that's where the change has to be. Healing comes from the heart. You know, healing itself comes from the heart. Actual prosperity comes from the heart, too. It's what you believe comes out of your heart, not what you think. So, praise God, I don't even know how long I've talked today, but I hope that I've imparted something to you to get your mind thinking differently and that you receive this empowerment of this word this day in Jesus' name. I guarantee it'll change your life, and your life maybe needs changing, maybe wants to be changed. So, uh, the Bible says the desire of the righteous shall be granted in Jesus' name. God bless you, love you, make Jesus the Lord of your life this day walk with him be empowered through your union with him amen